Welcome to Genuine Wrestle Boys, a podcast of four friends, we better friends who are love of professional wrestling. I'm Derek. He's Stone. Okay, Matt Stone of the Caldwell Stones. I'm Zach. Um, we're just shooting the shit today. If you've listened to the show, you know what it is. But every episode's everyone's first show. We're a professional wrestling podcast. Uh, but before we get into uh, the professional wrestling, I got a question for you. Oh, oh God. Okay. Got you got to choose. You got to choose one. Oh, no. That you have to listen to. Oh, Jesus. Oh, fuck. Sublime or the Black Eyed Peas? Oh. Fuck you. <laughs> Black Eyed Peas all day. I, are they bad? I mean, uh, musically, yeah. No. And they were like pre, they were pre bad because they're, they did a bad thing and then. I remember the that. Thing. I, hey, they edited the bad know? thing. Let's, let's get, pardon my language, retarded in here. How right. about that? How that's about that? Good. No, that's not good. That's not good. But they changed it. And they much, they... much like Beyonce and Lizzo have been changing their lyrics. We can change our lyrics when people tell us we're wrong. That's true. That's true. We can um, do this. They also made the uh, Pepsi commercial equivalent of an anti-war song uh, where they where's the love is just about getting together getting together with with God. I hear the Black Eyed Peas and Sublime at work all the time. And I'm like, I don't know which one I hate more. I, kinda, um, I mean, I have to revisit, but I kind of like the Black Eyed Peas. I, I like I Apple D app. I like Apple D app and uh, ta- Taboo. Yeah, I remember liking Will I Am. I haven't kept up in. The I don't last care about years. Will I Am. <laughs> oh, he's <laughs> done some William. Shit too. I just remembered I, about. I, I had a big crush on Fergie when I was in high school or like uh, middle school. <laughs> Will, Will I Am stole a bunch of Haiti relief money. Oh, did he? <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> yeah. Remember oh, that? No. Will I shouldn't? That sucks. I think but, just to piss off my friends, because I feel if it's the only band I can listen to, and like if like we're listening to music like with like my, like within my group of friends, and they'd have to be subject to the same rules. Um, so I'm gonna go with Sublime just to piss everybody off. Just yeah. To, just to be just just for that, that's fun. It's just uh, it's. If I gotta suffer, so does everybody else, and I feel I like the dumbasses that are wear drug rugs, mm-hmm. love Sublime, are fucking dumb. Yep, and Sublime sucked, and they've always sucked. And they will yeah. continue to suck. Yeah, I'm going on a rant here. This is like okay, a fucking media it. scrum. <laughs> and at least like Black Eyed Peas had like that weird before Fergie era, where you could be like, I liked them before. Sure, fine. Fuck Sublime. <laughs> I, I I like smoking weed. I'll listen to. I'll just put Santeria on. Literally only Santeria, and. I'll just smoke weed literally all day. Hey, I ain't got no crystal ball. I'm telling you that right now. I, I it, that song that song's good when you're high. Maybe no, I've tried. I don't like What's the wine? one that's like that. It's like uh, has like the big like fucking trombone solo in it. Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. No, no, no. It's a uh, it's is a it sublime a, song. Is it is it doing time? Uh, I don't like, think it's what I got. Is it, the, is it the wrong eight? way? That one. That I don't song. know. 
I hear yeah. three Sublime also, songs at work. Are you also asking if this is the only, like, like if we were forced to only listen to one band? Or is this just like, hey, one time? You mean for the rest of our lives or just one time? No, rest not the rest of your uh, Okay, Isai made it extreme. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, if, honestly, it was for the rest of my life, I'd probably go with Sublime just because I, I imagine they would be tend to be chiller. And I don't know as much of their music, so I'd, no, I don't want to listen to it. I just would listen to The Sound of Nature. Yeah, and then maybe black eyed peas every once in a while. <laughs> I just it makes me mad, and like, who's controlling the radio? It at your sounds work? like you need to some, just smoke a jade, my dude. We, I can't do that at work. Mm, sounds um, like you need to get yourself a new job, my dude. <laughs> I used to be in charge. All right, I used to be in charge of it. Um, well, me and another person, and then my boss just comes in one day, puts a sticky note over, it, says, "Don't touch it." And basically because base when we leave, people just kind of fuck with it all day. And but those people are gone. So I'm gonna start Are you sure uh, it's not an indictment against your music taste? No, because you know who gets the most compliments when they turn on the music? That's Me. That's what I'm talking about. Because I turn on Bruce, I turn on Prince, I turn on the replacements radio, which plays about. a lot of good shit. I was always I turn- man at I was always the man in the Whole Foods kitchen. I was like, dude, this music, you guys aren't fucking doing it. We're not listening to the X for fucking seven hours straight. Yeah. One yeah. morning we listened to fucking Metallica all morning. That was cool until customers showed up. I then we changed it. That. So you bust that. I mean, I'm out. assuming you just mean load and reload, right? But no, well, it's, 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 it's through Pandora. So I don't really get a choice in Limited. what plays. But the Bruce station plays like live deep cuts. It's tight. It's oh, tight. Those live deep cuts we're going to get to see in Poison. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, Sublime sucks. The Black Eyed Peas suck. Um, Welcome to Genuine Wrestle Boys. Okay, one more question. What is the worst? Okay, let's change it. We'll change it. What's the worst band you listen to or have listened to in the like, past? I currently, like, still listen to? No, like, have listened to. And you mean, like, by listen to, you mean, like, enjoyed? Yeah, enjoyed, we're into. Yeah, There's so okay. many just like mosh metal bands. I know, like Nodes of Ranveer. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like thinking about the band Giant. I don't know. Do you remember that band Beneath the Sky? Yeah, seven, eight, seven. Yeah, that one with like the with the fucking address in it. But we used to go hard to that. Same with like old Bring Me the Horizon. Used to get so down, even though that was like probably the most. No, but new Bring Me the Horizon is not nearly as misogynistic, is it? Um, they had to vlog at some point. Though he went to like, he went to like rehab and is sober and shit. The record though is so good. What is it, Isai? Which one? What's the the record? The Suicide Season. Yeah, that's got oh. some tracks. It's got that some. One, man, that's it's the just... one that that record, like to speak to Matt's point, also has the line, um, "After everything you put me through, I should have fucking pissed on you." No, through. He says through. Well, you put me through with an F because of it, the nature. It does, but like that guitar tone on that record is sick. <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> breakdowns were heavy. The, the production was about... really, really good, especially yeah. for 08. Yeah. It's not, oh, that's not a good production time. My favorite, one of my favorite memories, though, is seeing Bring Me the Horizon at the venue with fucking Horse the Band. And Horse the yep. Band's just in this dingy little van. And fucking Bring Me the Horizon's in this gnarly, massive tour bus. Like, um, it was just it was such just... a. Same when I saw Horse the Band open for Dragon Force. 
<laughs> oh wow yeah that would be even a more massive scale of that for sure with That'd all that remains show. in between being the perfect venn diagram of the two was that at the that Center? that really is no that would have been at the knit the knit and then i turned to my left and standing next to me was maylene and the sons of disaster they had walked over from opening for throwdown Man, i was at the throwdown show yeah, yeah i was at the i was at the maylene show um, was, yeah, I was. I, I remember was at the Dragon Force show watching Dragon Force with Maylene. I win. <laughs> yeah, it, it was. It was Throwdown, uh, Maylene, Zayo. It was a loaded show. I remember that because Albert went. Because Albert used to love Zayo. Yeah, a lot of people. We merged like fools in a parade of chaos. <laughs> Throwdown. Um, that's some ass beaten music, but yeah, I don't. Yeah, it is. Hold up. I mean, I guess like yeah. I mean, just like watch metal in general is like their baby got back covers sick. But yeah, I think that's probably the most offensive stuff I ever listened to was like just that ridiculous. The first Amir record? I mean, <laughs> well, remember the, band the second Amir record? You know, Matt? Elijah was sick, but revisit, some of the lyrics aren't going to hold up. Do they hold no, up? they do. Okay. All right. Because Let me the song where they use the F word is actually an indictment uh, against the people who use it as a, yeah, as a yeah. slur. It, it wasn't done by like a 16 year old kid in the hardcore scene. So it wasn't yeah. going to be very eloquent. I yeah, don't think it was. Slight, yeah. You know, it's probably slight, just a little worse than when Bill, Billy Joe Armstrong did it on American Idiot. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The only I, time I, I've heard that word in a song and it makes sense is uh, in uh, the "Against Me" song. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right, because... right. I, what I would tell you is that uh, just hit that um, similar artist thing on the "Against Me" page, and you'll find some more bands that have thrown that word around. Uh, well, no, yeah, have to, but have, like have the right to, but that one was on Transgender Dysphoria Blues, but it, it, there was an actual point to it. Um. Yeah, I think I think mine might have either been like Hawthorne Heights or Chiodos. Mm. Yeah, that's fucking fair. Like Chiodos I is was a good, a good or one. like Forever the Sickest Kids. I was really into like that shitty you power pop for that. a minute. Yeah, kinda, me and Brady. Kind of fun though. Heavy heavy. Brady Lolo. was into like fourth tier pop punk bands. Yeah, Ooh, like yeah. bands that we booked at the twelve step. Like that's how. <laughs> oh man! Before we get into wrestling, I will say okay. Uh, I have something. one more question before. I have a can I, I have a question in the same vein. Yes. What's a band that everyone around you really liked that you just it just didn't hit for you like you kind of hoped it would? Still, Idols. I, I, oh, really? I, okay. I, yeah. yeah. I don't get it. I think it's bad. <laughs> I get that. I get that. I Damn, do, like do you them, listen to Axe Grind? Weird. <laughs> um, I would say for me it was a day to remember. I always like people around <laughs> me loved them, and I just couldn't get into we, it. We. In our one band practice we had, I we, know we covered a song of theirs. I know. It, I listened it, to it, it as it, much it, as it. I possibly could, and I, I bet it's fun to. I bet it's fun to drum. Eastside drummed. Eastside drummed. What Matt do? Vocals. Yeah. <laughs> what song? Uh, Mr. Well, Highway's know. thinking about the end. Yeah. Where's mm. what, is that one on the first two, one of the first two records? That's on Homesick. homesick. Right? Yeah. It was in the basement. Oh, okay, of, I was uh, I was out by then. It was in the basement of fucking what Lincoln Middle Lincoln Elementary Lincoln, School or something. Yeah. Yeah, we were fucking around, dude. What's yours, Isai? Because mine's gonna make you mad. Um, go ahead and make me mad first. I gotta think about it. Thursday. I, Thursday. I'm with you. Too. I just it didn't all connect. The time it didn't do it for me. I don't. I don't. I don't think they're bad. I've seen them multiple times, but it just it didn't click every time I die as well. Oh. I've oh. never listened to an every time I die record, and I've seen them twelve times. I mean, again, that's all fair. Um, especially like with like, I feel like you had to get in at certain points, and 
Mm-hmm. Like the like it was before you were there is like when you would have gotten into him. It's like hot damn. Like I feel like you would have if you were in at that era. But then by the time it was like that next year where you were in, that's when they started doing like the little bit more southern rock. Yeah, a little gutter phenomenon kind of. And yeah. I guess I didn't I didn't go back. And listen to older stuff until I was a little older too. I mean, so. the, if you put on hot damn, already, this course had already started, so it's like you're mm-hmm. not coming in at that point if you don't like rock rips, you know? Yeah, but yeah. I loved mainly. I think yeah, but that hot jam, jam that that kept me from getting to every time I die. Actually, mm, really, is being into mailing first because it's like I don't know to how much they, bandwidth they go together I have like for PB and rock band. They go together like PB and J, I think. Oh, it's just because they're so simple. Like, it's like, I just don't have time for another one. Yeah. Um, and I also get Thursday because I feel like if you had to get in, like, 2001 like, to 2004. Like, yeah. That was the area yeah. to get into Thursday. And a lot of people did. They were signed to a major label. Yeah. yeah. And I was, at that time, I was too busy listening to fucking oh, third tier Christian pop punk bands. So, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. Mine's uh, Blink 182. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a good never, one. Never, never got into them as a kid. Never got into them, but pop punk got big again. Never got into them now. <laughs> like, I don't, my, I don't like them, and I do not want to fuck a dog in the ass. Okay, well, that's my, no problem. My church did a, a sermon on uh, Blink-182, so guess what all the us teens did? Listen we, to uh, Blink-182. Go to LimeWire. Yeah. You went and fucked dogs in the ass? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, the best part of it was, like, my, the pastor was like, this song has it has titles like this. And titles like this and uh, part of my language, damn it! <laughs> and you're and like, like, fuck yeah, let's go. And in, in no, case Derek, were... Derek got all the CDs and we listened to them in a Home Depot parking lot. Um, okay. While his parents went inside, that rocks. Yeah. I will say yeah. the one good thing about um, my my uh, youth pastor is that when I was getting into like new metal and pop punk. Around this time, he's like, listen to P.O.D. And I did. Hell I'm yeah. like, fuck yeah, dude. Like, let's go. I love how there was a Chris, an even more Christian equivalent to P.O.D. And that was the band Pillar. Oh, mm-hmm. fuck yeah, it was. I was so into Pillar. You, you were fireproof? Oh, hell yeah, it was fireproof. Stop. Stop like, saying I was so into Pillar. <laughs> dude, dude. I, I mean, P.O.D. was my introduction to heavy music. I never would have found hardcore if it wasn't for P.O.D. Um... And so when I heard Pillar, I was like, oh, they're more Christian and they sound exactly the same. Dude, I, you know what was crazy as shit? So POD was probably for me also like the, the first like heavy band. Them, and I'm not joking, Creed were the two bands that had like Lincoln distorted Park guitars. Creed is heavy. But both of them I heard from our elementary school music teacher, Mrs. Mrs. Falcons. I don't know if you had, if you went to Washington East Side, but. Uh, oh, to yeah, Saka Joy, I was Mrs. Bussy. Dude, Miss It was it was Effie, <laughs> Effie and Alley Catch. Yeah, but uh, dude, in I was thinking about it. It's crazy because like it, we were in like four as I was, before, as I was saying it, I was like, oh no, this is what you're saying. But dude, not only did she show us POD, which I was like, that's how I was able to convince my parents. I was like, this is cool. Mrs. Falcon showed us, and it's Christian. Uh, but then I also remember, like, when 9-11 happened, she showed us that footage, like, on repeat, and I thought that was kind of crazy. And then she told us a story one time. Well, that's actually not mine to tell. She told you jet fuel can't mill steel beams. No, no. Her son was in an unfortunate accident and died young and just told all of us about about it. 
in the class. And I'm like, man, this music teacher really fucking took some liberties with the time she had with well, her. Well, she was probably, what, 22, 24? I remember her being 80, but she was probably 30. Yeah. Yo, Matt, um, did you go to Syringa? Uh, only for sixth grade. Um, do you remember the teacher, Mr. Maxton? Oh, yeah. oh yeah. I had Mr. Maxton. He's the one who introduced me to Ender's Game. Oh, he, he loved Rage Against the Machine so much. Like yeah. during like a unit, like we uh, listened to him, and he like was breaking down all of Zach Roach's lyrics, and he just so, got super impassioned by it. I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool. That's honestly, sick. And especially dude, like looking back now, I'm like, I wonder if he can send it inside out. Dude, that's crazy. <laughs> honestly, he was like a very passionate teacher to the point that because this was in early 2000s, and like Columbine happened in '99, and I remember him talking about. I remember just us sitting in class, me in sixth grade, and him being like, "If anyone comes into this school with intent to harm these children, part of my job is to use my body as a human shield. <laughs> my body. I throw myself in front of the gunman for you." And it's like, okay, yeah, oh <laughs> more, than, more than than cops of, would do. It reminds me of this one straggler that Murphy and Flex used to get to buy them beer, and he was like thirty-five, and we were eighteen. Uncle Mike. Uncle Mike. I, the first time that we like met him, he got all drunk, and then he went up to all of us like, "I will fucking kill for you. Yeah. You guys are my brothers now." It's, like he went up to like Tyler's like, "I will kill somebody for you," and Tyler's our friend that's a pharmacist now, and you know, nice little guy. Especially at that time, we we're all sheltered, coming from Caldwell, and we just didn't know what to do. And the thing is, he probably wasn't lying. He probably would have murdered somebody for us. But at the same time, it's kind of nice to have someone who's got your back like that. I, I would. Yeah. I, I should have tested it. <laughs> but a but a fucking he. Oh, that was such a weird vibe. He was at yeah, every dude. slaughterhouse show. I think ever. a thirty-five year old hanging out with eighteen-year-olds is always going to be a weird vibe. Yeah. That's why yeah. when I go to shows, I just talk to Devin and no one else. I just have to go with another person in the in their thirties. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I gotta make sure. Yeah, I'll talk to Devin, Charlie. All the <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll talk to the, like some of the younger kids, like the yeah, but they're, at, and Alex they're like they're in their mid twenties now, so it's not yeah. that weird. <laughs> yeah, there's only a ten year difference. Like I think we're too old now; we don't even know where like the fucking cool shit's going on. You know? Oh, I do. Well, sure. I got my finger on the pulse. Yeah, you got a DM for the address. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, one last question, and then we'll talk about shit. I think you've said shit. that before every question. It's a, sh- it's a shit in the shit episode. We'll get to wrestling. Yeah, CM Punk, uh, Young Bucks. Uh, yeah, we'll get there. Um, what do you think is the worst band? Oh. Period. Worst band. Period. I mean, now, we, we, you just start talking into those super avant-garde like noise bands. Okay, let's well, actually, let's no, do no, no. like popular music. Popular music. Imagine dragons. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's like I have a hard time with it because it's like if it brings somebody joy, I don't think it's bad Fuck unless off. it's unless it's like screwdriver or something. Hey, that's what I was just about no. to say. I bet so, screwdriver brings someone joy. That's what I'm saying though. So you gotta ask who it brings Some joy. Have I don't bad taste. Like I don't like shit. Imagine Dragons. I don't like Nickelback. I don't think there's anything personally offensive about any of those bands to the point where I'd be like, that's the worst. Yo, listen to some of Nickelback's like. Fucking lyrics about like fucking and stuff. The I like new, the like, one where he's talking about getting a blowjob while they're in the car. Yeah, that's yes. Yeah, that's a that's also a death. Come up, photo the better. Yeah, dude. No, I was say, yeah, they're not good. The, they're not good. 
there's like one degree of separation between Deftones and, and Nickelback, but it's a big degree. I don't like Deftones. It's a really big degree. Oh, is that yours, Matt? Do you not like Deftones? I don't think they're the worst band ever. I just No, I, no, I, no. I, like of the band you never got into because I love si- Deftones. Oh, 100%. I've tried probably a dozen times to earnestly put on Deftones and like try to get it. And within a couple songs, I'm like, I'm switching. Um, this hey, is so, hey, a Don't do Diamond White Mine? Pony. Don't do don't. White Pony. White Pony is incredible, except for the rap rock songs. It's you insane. Me, all right, you're trying to tell me which Deftones to listen to because I will listen, but which one? Whoa, whoa! You're the one. Uh, me, my my homie Taya are the are the two. Um, Jenna, Jenna likes it too because she got in like the Deftones like from me. She doesn't have that like. I say listen to Diamond Eyes. That's like so good. It's very heavy and also very horny. There's just almost no new metal on Saturday Night Wrist. So. That is very true. <laughs> the vocal, the singer for Deftones looks like uh, thinner Batista. <laughs> Dave Batista. <laughs> yeah. There's some times where he looks like fatter Batista. Oh, <laughs> I love that. He's, he's got an average size dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing to fucking uh, blow a locker room over. Okay. All right. I'll try again. I'll try again. Yeah, I mean, listen to self-titled on that. Uh, you'll have a good time. You know who I've been really getting into? And this is the hmm. last thing I'll say about it, because it's a way different thing. I, growing up, too, like, in the indie scene stuff, I never got into Pavement, but I... Oh. But there was a handful of songs I liked, and so we're actually going to go see them uh, next oh, week. Oh, sick. It's like a, yeah, it's like an outdoor concert. They're Are you ready? For, I think they play for three hours. That's what I've heard, but here's the thing about not liking them that much, is I don't mind yeah. leaving an hour and a half into the show. But, but then you'll miscut your hair. No, no, no. I've been looking at their set list. Because here's the thing. Oh, I've, been listening, okay. <laughs> I've been listening to they a put, lot cut of your hair early? I've been listening to a lot of their music lately, and I've been getting really into it in a way yeah, I yeah. never did 10 years ago. So yeah. I'm actually so excited for the show. I might want to stick around for two and a half hours. I'm, I'm also new to Pavement. Uh, I heard the song Cut Your Hair and was like, oh, shit. So like, if I don't know what I want to listen to and Russell and I are driving around, I'll just be like, Pavement hits. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, I'm really excited for the show. But uh, I'll do that I only just, with Jenna. <laughs> I've yeah. only just started doing that getting into pavement uh because i and i always like i would definitely pretended to like pavement if there's a band i pretended to like that i didn't like it was pavement and now i'm actually kind of like oh now i'm re-listening i'm like i actually like this a lot just shit talk uh billy corgan to him and you know you, you two will be steve malcolmus i'm not yeah. planning on meeting steve malcolmus well what if you do just shit talk billy corgan like, hey fuck billy corgan right you know what band i, I tried I hate Zon and I hate the NWA. And, he, and he'll be like, um, well, that's actually more Billy's. Billy hates me for some reason. I, I don't understand for 20 years now. I'm sorry, my friend Zach told me to say this if I met you. You know what band I've been I've been trying to get into for like five years and I like like three of their songs. Um and I wish I saw them at Tree Four. I just just didn't like I didn't have time. Um or I didn't have the motivation. Uh guided by voices. Oh yeah, yeah, that's like a fun nineties band. That's a thing because they yeah. every album is thirty songs and there's seventy albums. And yeah. some some sound like straight up dog shit. Yeah, they can't all be sounds sounds really yeah. good. That just sounds awful. It is, but like, there's this song called good, "I Am a Tree" that's so good. Yeah, they do. I do. There's a handful of Guided by Voices songs that are really good too. But it's similar to Pavement, but I don't think I'd go see Guided by Voices. Unless, yeah, I. Uh, I mean, seeing them at a festival is the 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 best because you know their set list short. Yeah, that's true. They're they're. I don't even know who these bands minutes. are. They're oh. all right. They're ninety. Yeah. You know, they're like nineties fucking 
poppy indie bands. It's I've, what like all the bands I listen to, like all the, the built to spill contemporaries, built to spill. They all like these bands. Never got into any of those bands. Yeah, yeah. I was a I was a real emo kid, Midwest emo kid. So not I never this got into Midwest shit. emo. That shit never struck me. I mean, it was more the Get Up Kids who honestly doesn't fit that bill. But like, I, mean, I like American football as much as the next guy. Well, I, everyone you know likes American football. It's a weird thing. I don't like that hey. chuggy, clean tone guitar thing mm. where they're like doing a, like little fucking tappy riffs and then like you're chugging around, but you're playing clean. I don't care for it. <laughs> uh, mineral well, my, sick. My, my, yeah, band mineral has, my, my band has a house on its album cover, so who really loves the Midwest <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's funny. Okay, <laughs> one. This is my actual last question. <laughs> do, uh, do any of you do improv? With Cole Cabana? Uh, do I do improv? Uh, you you already don't because you have to yes and. <laughs> no. no, but when it when it came out that he fucking started with that, he had a fucking agenda. Okay, so wait, okay, wait, 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 wait. So, because I've been hearing a little bit about this too. Obviously, this yeah. is the big thing we want to talk about. So, CM Punk is in a lot of trouble. A lot of things going on in AEW. So, but because the media scrum starts out with him talking shit on Colt Cabana, but what was the first question that was asked? So, there wasn't one. So, yeah, Brian Alvarez, who was at the scrum, cleared everything up. He was like, okay, it started out. And Nick Houseman, who is from Chicago, who actually covered the trial. Yeah. Um, they know each other. And so, like, he knew that if he called on, like, if he was first, whenever he'd go, he could get this. And listening back, because I've listened to it and reading the discourse, because this is, like, fractured, like, AEW fan bases and, like, people who like one thing or maybe don't like the other thing and everybody's, like, up their own ass about it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, you could tell he really wanted to get this out. And he is understand like it's so understandable mm-hmm. that part a hundred percent being like you guys are reporting this and it's shitty this is the like this is the deal like this is my perspective from it please leave okay. me the fuck alone about it so he really yeah. had to a me, bone to pick with the media me, right I, off the bat i could get that like, that yes. part right there yes, you sir. could get absolutely absolutely that's probably got to be really fucking annoying to have to keep addressing that well stuff. he's never really addressed it it's just that, that it keeps coming up that's then a lot of other stuff was happening. Um, I think the other stuff that he then wanted to go on a tirade on is where it becomes unprofessional. It mm-hmm. becomes really weird and that he's essentially just becoming everything that he hated. Yep. He's the politicker. He's the old guy. Like, I remember there's a big story about um, Tony Atlas talking mm-hmm. shit about CM Punk when Tony Atlas was in doing the EC, new ECW stuff. Punk was the ECW champion, but he had gone down to OVW. He was trying to give him advice about, like, you know, about something. I think it was actually about using the wrist tape. It's something just stupid and asinine. But then Punk, like, went off on it, like, I'm the fucking champion of this brand, blah, 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 blah. And he was super pissed about it and bitter, like, to the point where it came up years later on podcasts. Mm -hmm. And I think he, and Tony Atlas was very angry about it and was, like, talking shit. And I think it's kind of just become that. I think it's because his perspective has changed now. It's like, he's now the old veteran. He's like, this is what I think wrestling needs to be. 
And this is what I like Harley races and all this. We need to be doing this. We need to be respecting veterans, which I get. Everything that like I understand his perspective, which is Phil is a fucking prick and an mm-hmm. asshole, and he's very self-serving. And I think that's where it is. That's where there's a lot of just bullshit. Is that mm. is that like, he's an asshole? His points make sense. He's a piece of shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's funny because like I've been thinking about it recently, and like yeah, he reminds me of like those old punk dudes you see at shows. It's like wow, you became really bitter at some point, like, and it kind of turned you against your own belief system to an extent because like they're so used to like digging in and like like no like fighting for what they believe in that even when no one's fighting them they still dig in like that yeah right so like that passion can kind of just turn to bitterness so like yeah like punk now like fittingly is one of those old punk dudes like where he's just like no one asked you dude like why are you digging into this so bad like and you look at his life too like (laughs) childhood like with his like his parents like and being like the rough situation he had growing up like He's he fought for everything for so long that now he's just like looking for a fight, even though no one's fighting him. Yeah. Well, and to me, it also kind of seems like he is at this place in AEW that he just was not able to reach in WWE because he just he could not rise to that station as far as like being the guy that the company sits on. And I think when he, I feel like a lot of what was going on in that media scrum is him pushing the limits of how far daddy would let him talk. Like, I feel like there was this thing of like, I'm on top and I have this thing I want to say, what's going to stop me. And it became pretty clear, pretty immediately that it wasn't going to be Tony Khan. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, it seems like he had an agenda. He came out and he wanted to push, push it because he's at a place in wrestling that he was never able to attain in the other company. And I think he, he took it. But what do you guys think about this too? I mean, unless we don't, I don't want to move on too quick, but it also seems like I was going to say, I just kind of on that. It's like, if you're still a fan of CM Punk, totally fine. Sure. It's like maybe like, especially some of these things I've just been seeing online. It's like people don't seem to have original thoughts on it. It's like, I see him regurgitating kind of like points other people were making, which is always fun. Mm-hmm. Especially, Dude, especially where you know where it's coming from. It's yeah, like totally. one of these things. It's fine to be a fan of the performance. So I still think CM Punk is a hell of a pro wrestler. And even during the scrum, like his like promo essentially that he was cutting, it's very impassioned. He like talks really well. I just think yeah. that Bill Brooks a muffin kind of, real good. I think I just think Bill Brooks, the person, is a bitter asshole. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like, and it's just coming out more and more where I think maybe he needs to take a step back and really reevaluate like who he is as a person because it happens apparently everywhere he goes. And I, I, I bet if he took a step back, I bet he might regret some of the things he said. He just finished the match. He bled a lot. He got injured in the match and he was hurt and tired and annoyed. And I think he said a lot of extreme things that maybe he didn't fully mean. Well, or he did mean, mean them, but didn't have a filter. But there's also speculation. That's probably the one. There's speculation going on that he... Practiced it? Well, yeah, sure. But also, and I don't know if I really believe, buy into all of this, but it's, it sounds like he sustained, and they're saying in the match, he sustained a pretty significant injury to his pec. And mm-hmm. some people right, are saying so. that he might have known that he was going out, and so he's going to go out in a blaze of glory kind of go a deal. Go out with a bang. I don't think he knew necessarily that he was that fucked. 
Um, apparently, he'd been wanting to do this for a while. Just address everything. Yeah. yeah. And talk and, shit on Kenny and the Bucks. And I think that, especially because this, like, little droplets of this have been coming out, and it's the Tony Khan's been the meme of the fucking dog with the fire at him. This is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that it should have been. This should never have even been a fucking thing. Yep. It should have been addressed weeks ago. I mean, it seems like this has been culminating. It's been boiling over, and then it just, like, erupted in, like, the craziest fucking fashion. That people are still talking about it a week later. And it's, something... it's just wild. I, and, of course, I'm, like, by no means, and, and seriously, I'm not trying to diagnose anybody. I'm not a fucking psychologist. I have no fucking clue. But the fact that somebody can be so successful, can, can be making, I gotta imagine, with some of the best money they've made in their career and hold on to these petty, petty, petty grudges the way he does feels pathological. Like it almost feels like he has this thing. He can't get past. Well, what? Yeah. So on, uh, the latest episode of Marty and Sarah, like Marty kind of talked really honestly about stuff. And he used to be friends with CM Punk, Marty DeRosa. And like, he would go watch the pay-per-views at his house when CM Punk said he wasn't watching wrestling. And, but he also said like, He's like, man, just go to therapy. He told me he didn't believe in all that shit, but it's good for you. I did it. It's good for you. I was and like that's like all that that sentence, like CM Punk doesn't believe in therapy is right. so telling. That, that even seems like that seems really shitty to me towards his wife, who has like made such a big deal talking about her mental health journey and stuff oh. like that. I mean, Dude, and it could have been be, it could have been years ago too. Like it, it might not been, be but recent. Still, uh, but it, he was married when he was out of the company. Yeah, yeah. So in that, so he was already like, and you know, she always talks about him being a big support system for her. But then if he's like going, then like I don't believe in that therapy shit to other people. That sucks. Kind of telling, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, I think Zach, to your point, it's like he's always had like this like me against the world mentality and then like i think that it just has like just bled over so much into every aspect of his life that like he's like he's cut out friends and that's just not like per se like that's from the people that he's cut out and like mm-hmm. it's like from like like i remember there's a story that swoggle tells about like, cause they were close. For whatever reason, Swaggle got got in great with like all those. Swaggle's like everybody's best friend. Yeah. Um. And apparently, like, he got like a new phone and asked CM Punk for like a mutual friend's number. And Punk from there cut him out. He's like, "No, you're just using me to get to these people." Blah blah blah. It's like, oh my god. Like, it's like, dude. Like, maybe chill out and like. He's super paranoid. Him. He thinks yeah. everyone's using him. But that's what I'm saying. And like the. Like and again, I have no idea. I have no idea what goes on in CM Punk's brain. Over the yeah, last yeah. year, I've been getting treated for ADHD, and so I've been reading a lot more about it and how like neurodivergence and things like that works. And I, some of the symptoms just sound crazy. Like the fact that he that there's stuff. He's it's like he's willing to throw his whole career away over petty grievances, the like stuff that you just you can't let go of stuff. You can't stop thinking about stuff or obsessing over things like it just seems like he has he's getting in his own way and he has in every pretty much every step of the way but he's fucking fascinating because you it's like you, you you're hard to come across somebody who believes in themselves as much as cm punk believes in his own fucking aptitude I, and i think that's why he got as far as he did mm-hmm. not only because, is he very talented but he was so just like i'm gonna fucking do this to say fuck you 
Mm-hmm. But, but part then of it's wonders... like, but then he got there now, yeah. and he still wants to say fuck you to somebody. But part of there is a part of me that's curious, like if he did see that he was going to be on the shelf for a while uh, through an injury. Uh, you know, I mean, it was like it's not by reports. It's like basically the same exact injury that Cody Rhodes had, right? With, that put him out for fucking months. I, I think his is a torn tricep. Oh, okay. But so, yeah, it's like there could just be this thing where he's like, I'm going to scorch the earth. Like I might not get another chance to fucking air my grievances with the wrestling media. So here we go. Like he might've just be willing to throw it all away over just being in a fucking shit mood. You just get a couple spin drifts in him and the dude's going to fucking <laughs> wind him up and let him go. Yeah, get a muffin, get some but spin drift. I don't know. And we still don't quite know. It, r- news came out that the Bucks were suspended. Kenny was suspended. Yeah. Uh, trio's titles were vacated. The, let's, the, the let's, US t- championship was vacated. Let's talk about the fight. Because what when we recorded, the, all the details weren't out. No, we were just like, yeah, I think right when we recorded last time, Isai was saying like, oh, yeah, rumors of a fight happened backstage. It's like, oh, that's interesting. And mm. more details have certainly emerged. Um... <laughs> I love the takes of like the young bucks kick pick. Well, just people roasting the young bucks. Like, so what we know, <laughs> who we know, how could these fuckers like kick the door down? These guys yeah. aren't tough. The things that we as, know, as it, I'll say, as it's come out more, um, people have said that they said that not necessarily like they actually like literally exactly. kicked the door. It yeah. was like the, the just turning a phrase. It's like, oh yeah, they imagine, beat my door down. They kicked imagine, the door down like they just busted in, you know. Um, imagine them doing a super kick with a leg slap to the door. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Uh, like, so what? It's it's funny BTE because trigger. It's funny because it's Kenny and the Bucks who are like arguably the biggest dorks at wrestling, and have no th- threatening. They're not That's tough true. Guys. That's they're true. Not, they're not but tough guys. They don't have any threatening energy at all. Like no, they have scorned and, little brother energy completely. But I, um, yeah. So here's it's the thing. Just, here's the thing. So yeah, there are go, a lot of go. there's there's a lot of uh, speculation about what happened, why happened. But what we do know is that yeah, after Punk left the media scrum, there was an altercation that happened in Punk's locker room that involved A Steel. CM Punk, the Young Bucks, and then apparently like six other people in a, in a break apart that took like almost ten minutes, like between five and ten minutes, which like that's nuts. But yeah, what, whatever well, happened was Michael there. Nakazawa was one of them. He's so slippery that yeah, they exactly. Could, He's oiled just up. Get a hold of anyone, dude. Yeah, they were like Pat Buck suspended. It's like this fucking guy. But um, anyway, like so yeah, but Kenny was bitten. Kenny's hair was pulled. Uh, Kenny Kenny saved a dog. Kenny saved a dog. <laughs> One of the most Kenny Omega, like, like the Tyson Smith stories you'll ever see, ever. Like, but him being, like, like nervous about Kenny the dog. Also, like, what I love about it is because that was from the Bucks side, that part of the version of the story. And it's like, yo, if this is all fake, I'd believe that it's not real. Like, they're just trying <laughs> to make themselves look like baby faces in the fight. But yeah. I guess Ace Steel fucking also whipped a chair at Nick Jackson and gave him a black eye. CM Punk uh, allegedly Bit fucking Kenny Omega. Yeah, CM Punk allegedly swung on and connected with Matt Jackson uh, and stuff. But, like, uh, yeah, this all happened in the course of while the fucking Swerve in Our Glory was in their media scrum. Uh, Jer- thing- Jericho comes out and says, some shit went down. Some yeah. shit went down. <laughs> Ace Steel whipping a chair around allegedly because his wife was also in the locker room. His wife like, so was you- present. So I'm like, you added way more violence than any of them. Well, I mean, CM Punk. I'm a protector. 
got a protector. I got a protector, so I whipped this chair and bit Kenny because he was putting me in a cross face. <laughs> it's like, calm down, dude. You probably scared your wife more than anyone. Yeah. But like, yeah, so he's also, I was surprised that that wasn't like an immediate let go. It's like, was he even with the company, A Steel? Yeah, he's a, like a producer. I was surprised was, that that wasn't was like signed and fired by WWE movie. twice. And then he went to there. I think when um, Punk went there, like he got him a job. Well, we still don't know his fate, but can't imagine oh, we, really either of them are staying. They've really kept quiet on this, which is like they're doing an investigation. Yeah, and which like what it's the fuck fine. Does that mean? I think it's well, this third party. I'm sure it is. Pol- it will policy passed down from Discovery. You know, like on down through the subsidiaries well, to them. And apparently, the the checks. At the end of the day, AEW itself isn't necessarily a real like it's like a shell corporation that's owned by like like Shad Khan, and so it's gonna go through like a lot of these like business like business political that fucking process. Yeah, kind of yeah, and, and the Jaguars lawyer was there because she's the legal team for AEW as well. She <laughs> she saw it. it. That's yeah. crazy, dude. I think uh, there's rumors that stated that the Bucks brought her initially. Okay. Probably just try to keep it as well or appropriate as possible. I and I'm sorry. I don't believe that the Young Bucks would initiate a fight. I, I would see I could I, see them going I in heated and being like, hey, you told us to come talk to you. We're gonna fucking talk to you. And that's CM Punk just that started that's instigating a fight. That's true. Say, that's true. Anybody, anybody should fucking know that yeah. it's you. Yeah, it, it, it's I, not an initiating a fight; it's picking a fight. Yeah, I don't think Little they they cobra. Pick a fight, like. I don't think they cobra kite it where they strike strike first strike first. But uh, yeah, but it also kind of seems like CM Punk was just having none of it, and the fight well, just kind of ensued. Also, but also, how do he you was go tired. <laughs> sure, but like, you, yeah, but you fucking your mouth is fucking fucking writing checks. Your fucking ass can't cash if you're not going to be willing to deal with your fucking bullshit being a little baby out there. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it, how do you expect that you're going to go out there with your little fucking title and your little fucking boy toy out there? Your little boy toy. Shawn Michaels? Boy toy Tony Khan out there, just like his little fucking fan. And then you go back to your locker room like, well, time to wrap it up for the evening. It's like, dude, your people are going to come talk to you for being a little fucking prick. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I think, like, there's no, like, person that was, like, completely right in any of this. It's... Correct. And, I, and then, like... It's just it, it's unfortunate that it happened because, um, like on like a business sense for AEW and like for just their product and everything at that time because it really did overshadow everything. As somebody who like enjoys some of the backstage stuff in wrestling, I fucking loved it. Oh, yeah. yeah, so dramatic, so I fun. Know. I love the hot goss, but yeah, it's it's. I don't know. Let's flash forward a little bit. Hold and on, then, I want to say one thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't it weird agreeing with Bobby Fish? That's oh. a little odd. That's a little odd. <laughs> the the broken clock is right twice a day, you know? They say broken clock is right twice a day. Yeah, and what's really, before we like super like go on like what they like their fallout and everything, what's just really like wild to see and funny is just seeing like how like this really is like already a, like fractured wrestling fan base where everybody's up their own ass about a lot of shit. It's cool. I went through that phase too, like 10, 15 years ago. <laughs> and, like hating a lot of wrestling and being so mad at a bunch of other shit and thinking I'm too cool for fucking everything. Um, yeah, I did that too, but I was like, I was a kid. 
Um, but it's wild that like it's fractured or an like a or like a half of like this other section now too. It's like a people like AEW fans like choose a side, you know, almost like that. And mm-hmm. you got like the people who are like you know who are like they need to be disciplined or people who are trying to like the fucking super happy fucking unicorn fans that are like everybody needs to sit and talk. And then you got like the like cool guys like fuck them all, you know, <laughs> bunch of pussies don't even like wrestling, bunch of cops. So it's like detected. It's like you got like all these weird subsets of fans, and it's just like you know, just fucking sit back and enjoy. Yeah, I tweeted and, out fuck CM Punk because I think he's an asshole. Well, yeah, blocked, so called. And man. then there's then there's the fans who are just like really like. This would never happen, WWE. Yo, how many fights did Chris Jericho start? It happens all the time. They just have a little bit of, I don't know, like, manner. It doesn't doesn't happen in public. Yeah. The one about Vince McMahon, but he he has a pretty clear zero tolerance policy for how you behave when you're a part of his company. Not necessarily. No, like. (laughs) Well, that's a good point. Yeah, you're right. You're right. There's super famous ones like. Obviously, like, there's the Brett Sean where Brett fucking had a handful of Sean's hair. But then Sean went into the office and fucking slammed it on Vince's desk. It was like, I'm fucking gone. Well, then, uh-huh. and, well, and then Brett fucking, claw, you know, knocked Vince out one time. But I guess yeah, he was yeah, on the way out anyway. Yeah, so I will say that was justified. That um, was justified. And he was already leaving. I mean, there's there's numerous ones where Hunico beat up Sheamus. Hunico beat up fucking Simon Gotch. <laughs> Apparently, Hunico was just a badass. Just kicking what was that Eddie asses. story where Eddie took on Kurt Angle? In a yeah, there's the one where like, they fucked up in a match and Eddie tried to double leg takedown an Olympic gold medalist. And then, and after- and then after, <laughs> I'm just so stupid sometimes, man. He's like, I'm like, fucking stupid. Jericho and Brock. Uh, didn't Jericho and Goldberg? Jericho and Goldberg, like Jericho. Jericho's a little chihuahua. He loves picking fights well, with people bigger than he him. Jericho need, he needs to go back and fight Matt Riddle. Said, well, <laughs> apparently Jericho was the cooler head that was trying to fucking yeah. calm everyone down. Well, but yeah, because he's been through this shit. Yeah, it's well, like, and he understands that there's money. You're losing the, money. You're losing money. Like fights can happen in, backstage, and like to me, like that's like between the boys. It's like, and you handle it as a company, and you make sure it's handled. Yeah, the part that I think is why it like bled over is because the media scrum where everything was like the grievances were aired, and it's like punk fuck ar- like fucked around, and then he went backstage and he was finding out, you know, <laughs> yep, like, yep. that's what it was. Because like the whole fight thing, that's fine and like whatever, like shit happens, especially in any type of like like anything with like creativity, and then you have you tack on the sports aspect, got adrenaline running, he's hurt, tired both sides have just like worked and exerted themselves and are running on adrenaline shit like that will happen i want to see it so bad i yeah. know what well, if there was footage the oh. real footage or the dark side of the ring fake footage <laughs> i know. just want to see it or a dramatic dramatized version of it because i'm sorry it sounds so fucking funny dude and the fact that it took <laughs> six minutes to pull them apart reportedly can you imagine watching six minutes of of fucking middle-aged men just the not fucking nerdiest fucking dudes you've ever yeah. met like one of the best scenes in a movie life. they live one yeah, of the exactly. best scenes in any movie but there's no fun music in the background <laughs> there's no cool different angles to look at it from <laughs> but just imagining kenny running in saving the dog and removing the dog from the situation the young bucks like 
with their little, probably their little themselves, earrings and their Jordans on still. Defending themselves against Punk. And then Kenny they getting They should have got bit. rid of Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish would have just beaten them up according to Bobby Fish. Yeah, Bobby Fish, the Mark Wahlberg of wrestling. I oh would have. <laughs> wouldn't have happened that way if I was there. <laughs> Very Pat, true. Pat Buck, Pat Buck run in, ran in, and everyone's like, "Oh my God, it's that guy from Modern Family." No, 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 it's Pat Buck. <laughs> he does look like that guy. Wait, is a like? I don't know what he looks like. Is it the smaller the gay smaller guy in the couple? Gay. Yeah, he does. He does well, not look. Like, how did he I does guess? Not. He does not look like somebody who would get fucking suspended for fighting. But I think it was not necessarily suspended for fighting. They, I think they just are not taking people who are there until the investigation is over. Yeah. Yeah, so it's essentially um, a suspension, but it's not like you're done for fighting. It's like we gotta figure this shit out, so you're staying away. Which again, the, it's a good way to do it. And the immediate, then, oh yeah. Um, it's wild is that Christopher Daniels is like the head of talent relations. Mm. He's like the liaison between the boys and Tony Khan. He's, he's the higher power. Yeah, he's, he's also the higher power. It wasn't high and enough, he, and he was fucking in there and just uh. Quote unquote suspended. Yeah, so the immediate aftermath of all of it, it was it was pretty pretty much right away. It was like news was broken of the suspensions of like the Bucks and everyone a part of the pull apart. Now suspension, yeah, like you were saying, I think it's probably just uh, like limited on when the investigation is done. So they might be back even as early as next week or two weeks. But um, but then yeah, there was still and then reports came out that on Tuesday there was a meeting with. Uh, Tony Khan and CM Punk allegedly about maybe how an exit from the company could be handled or like, you know, people are speculating. We really have no idea. Um, but it's still, at least as we're recording this, there's still not clear, concise idea of what's going to happen with Punk and the company. He's going to be out for a while for surgery. They vacated the world t- t- championship. They're doing a tournament for it. Mm-hmm. They vacated the trios titles. They had a match for it on dynamite. So it's like, they're moving on from, I, I, from it. I think you wait until like, Everybody cools down. He's getting yeah. surgery anyways, and just fucking. Do you then deal with it? Do you think he'll be mentioned again? Not mentioned, but do you think he'll wrestle again? Why? Who would hire him if he leaves AEW? Like you got fired from your last job. For GCW. Yeah. Well, <laughs> sure, but who's gonna pay him what he <laughs> is gonna true, ask? True. Other than other than Hunter, who I can't imagine they want to Yo, hire CM Punk. Wow, and, that'd be good. It maybe, maybe, but he's bad for business, dude. A bad locker room. That sucks. One, but one match of him and Hunter, and it's a shoe fight. I mean, that'd be great. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. Hunter can't fight. But no, 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 no. Honestly, dude, Punk can't really. Either. I mean, he's getting a, he got in good shape for like the his this run, but he's not but a fucking fighter. It's wild seeing, especially think, like think, right uh, right right now, like babyface company right now is WWE. It's insane. Yeah, Hunter, Hunter. But I just think like someone who's just I mean, sure, it's it's follow the money. That's a business. It's a business of money. But someone who's so toxic for a locker room, I can't imagine maybe coming I back don't, for a match or two. But I don't think Triple H would offer him any money. I think he might still be better about the whole situation, you know? I could see it. Well, you know, like, I just think whatever's uh, best for business. We'll talk. My my phone's always on. <laughs> but that was the crazy. So, and then there was zero, zero mention of. That. There was I one. Mean, there was one. What there was the commentary when they said wink. it was fit? When they MJF's... said oh, it was a real physical night. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. he said uh, Punk or, or Moxley went to sleep. sleep. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so on on Dynamite, let's let's get into Dynamite. Is that cool? 
Was that cool with everyone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the intro video, the Bucks and CM Punk were not in it. Which was interesting. I didn't notice that because I don't fucking pay attention I don't to watch that. The but first, yeah, I don't watch that either. That was Boom. that was recorded. Uh, and then Tony Khan goes out looking like a fucking Muppet and He's just like, hey guys, sorry. Um, this little video thing. He did uh, and like the angles. They I will say this too. The angles they shoot Tony Khan. It's like they have the they purposely put the camera like a foot above him to like they make him look shorter. They make him look so tiny. Also, he doesn't blink. Tony, put on this, put on this three XL cardigan before you go out there. Yeah. Make it look like you're a little kid. But yeah, based the extent of what he said was like, "I'm forced to vacate these titles um, mm-hmm. after Sunday," and that was the the you know we're gonna have a great night of wrestling for you. So thank you for being yeah. here. And Marty and Sarah brought this up. Like, imagine not following any of this shit and being like watching the pay per view and then being like, "What right. happened? Wait, you have to vacate the what?" I mean, but I, I kind of get it too from a business standpoint. It's like, look, the news is out there. Make the people look it up. Let's not. Yeah. Oh yeah. One hundred percent. Any more light on it? I kind of think the way he handled it was, it was super like HR, but it kind of was like probably the, the best way to go about it. That's what, that's what you that's needed. What need. Yeah, that's what they yeah. need as a company. Yeah, a little bit of fucking restraint because who doesn't love a tournament? I think they're actually the, the way the tournament's looking like it's booked is actually fun as fuck too. Uh, yeah. I got some problems right. with it. Yeah, we'll get into it. I, I, do have, wanna, I have criticism. Though, but yeah. I do want to say, I know he's lowest of the low. He always does low hanging fruit. MJF is good. He can talk. I he's always say good. He, he can talk really well. He knows like his audience, like what they want to hear. <laughs> the fake baby face stuff was cracking me up. Honestly, well, so that funny. you know what that was, right? It was punk. No. It was punk. No, he was I being yeah. punk. Oh, like the All, happy to be here. Yeah. 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 Wearing the jersey, going with the fans, like, hey, uh, doing that kind of stuff. And yeah. that was like CM Punk when he first came into AEW. Yeah. And that was the deal. Good on him for not mentioning, not going off book, like be, being professional. Like, then Mox came out and was like, this, You're this full is, of shit. And he's like, I am. You're right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> One of the so, things yeah. that's super weird and like, they're going into this territory, and Punk did it for real. And now, like, they're doing this other thing. It's like Punk said, like, when it's talking about the empty headed dumb fuck, um, that's what he called Hangman Page, which I don't know why. I love that insult. It's a, oh, it's a good insult. It's a, it's a good insult. Dumb fuck. It's a stupid thing to call a fucking teacher, but yeah. <laughs> but it's so great. Hey, you can, I, I knew some teachers. Um, <laughs> that's, that's true. Yeah, wasn't there, like, wasn't there like a music you. teacher? No, I'm just kidding. I'm talking about Mrs. Bussy? Yeah. <laughs> Mrs. Bussy. <laughs> no, there's definitely some teachers. You're like, why the fuck are you like teaching they're anybody like, about anything? Yeah, they're like, well, because I also coach football. <laughs> so I'm your yeah. biology teacher. Yeah, like like Jack Black said in School of Rock, if you can't t- if you can't do teach, if you can't teach, teach gym. <laughs> <laughs> um no, like, like he talked about how, like, where the fuck, like, what has he ever done? Like, where the fuck has he been? He's making almost this narrative that WWE is, like, really the important one. And that since Hangman was never there, because Hangman's a former world champion that Punk beat him. Yep. Hangman's been to Ring of Honor. Hangman's been to New Japan. And Hangman, and, Kenny, and the Bucks carried that company for a minute. Yeah. And so it's Started like. Started that company. So him being like, where, like, where's he ever been? What has he ever done? It's this narrative that 
Punk was the real world champion because he was in WWE and won world yeah. titles there. Yeah. So then, for, but like, never made, never made a vent it. My favorite right. thing that came out was Kevin Owens tweeting that picture of him made a venting with Stone Cold because that's the one thing Punk wanted to do. <laughs> it's so petty, and I love it. Yeah. Um, um, I then like MJF and Moxley, and go on to this, um, like they have this promo, which again, they're both very good in their roles. Moxley, like especially, I think Moxley this last summer's hit his stride really well. So, yeah, like, he's a master. Like you can go uh, back and forth, and if you like his wrestling style, if you like all the blood, blah 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 blah. That's all subjective. I think objectively, he is great at like the promo parts of it, and drawing you into like a character. So it's not necessarily a character; it's him. But, yeah. We're talking like about how like MJF's gonna take it to a real wrestling company. That's the only reason why he wants the belt, and that like he's gonna go in twenty twenty four. It's gonna be the big bidding war, and blah 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 blah, and all this stuff. I know he's a heel, mm-hmm. but it's like this like they're booking themselves into a shoot. Yep, it is are... really gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, and it's like yeah, if you want to play off like the reality of that, whatever. But it's making like your fans, and you're telling your fans. It's like that place is important. That yep. place is almost more important because they bring it yep. up all the time. Yep. Talked about all these different people about and like how he can do all that. And it's like, holy shit. You're like literally telling every single person that WWE is actually the end all be all. Yep. That's what you're telling us. Yeah. I never thought about that, but God, that makes so much sense. And that's dumb. That's real dumb to do. Yeah. I mean, especially on one... before like a year ago you do that people be like oh fuck that that's so dumb like that place sucks it's yeah it's the worst fed bad and i know oh, there's a lot of fed batters still that are out there and that's fine like it's whatever like yeah. i literally try to watch everything that i can because i like wrestling sometimes mm-hmm. other times mm-hmm. i hate it um yeah but it's like you're like a year ago sure the place is fucking like it was the weirdest place and we saw a billion fucking rematches and this this and that now it's like oh, I was saying before, it's the babyface company. Yeah. It's like everybody's like, oh my god, Hunter this, Hunter that, which I feel is fairly warranted. I like his track record of NXT black and gold. There's definitely some things that I think I would not have done so far, but that's going to be with any wrestling. There's going to um, be missteps too. He's not fucking perfect. And that's not all for me. Yeah, exactly. Sure. I thought Moxley had a really compelling promo for sure. Right after MJF left the ring, he kind of like, he kind of like, you know, fucking alpha him out of the ring a little bit. And then, uh, was just cutting this really passionate promo about like, you know, and it all felt so real because he did work his ass off this summer. He really wasn't supposed to be booked this Wednesday, but he cuts this promo <laughs> about like what it means to be the champion in AEW and like what that title represents to the people, you know, basically from his kind of like indie background. But it represents like for him and like how like it's personal for him. Like and that was he, super cool. You cut out that fucking that the Fed stuff because I feel like it's just gonna cloud yeah. over everything. It's a great segment. It's a great segment anyway. Because then what it makes you think without him addressing CM Punk being an immature little fucking asshole, it, it makes you think about like, wow, the people the guy who had who just vacated this title has none of that same air of like caring about it in that way that Moxley does. He doesn't see any prestige in the title itself. CM Punk. It's it was it's anything. It's a it's a it's a chip for him to use to say what I want. Mm-hmm. And so and for it's like him, for Moxley to come out and be like, "This is a fighters' championship. This is for people who give a fuck about this industry." It's like it kind of makes you think, like, "Oh yeah, CM Punk. He's out for himself always." For for CM Punk holding that belt and being the top guy is a fuck you to every single person. Yep. That that ever told him that that, that wasn't going to happen. He wasn't there. 
For Moxley, it's not a fuck you. It's like, I fucking did it. This is our place. This yeah. was a place for us. Like, I I did this. Not fuck you, but it was like, I did this. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, it's, it's like, like, this is something to be proud of, where CM Punk is more of like, this is something I can use to say, fuck you. Yeah. It's like, despite everything, I still did this. And it's more pride in himself, where Punk is like, fuck you, I did it. And yeah. So, it's it's wild, so like they're, they're like on the same street, especially kind of their upbringings and like their upbringing through wrestling and even like their their creative in wwe they both you know probably had a lot of missteps where they would have wanted to do other things they're both world champions they both actually had really good runs but like creatively they weren't fulfilled Mm -hmm. there was a lot of hardships and stuff like that but they've gone about certain things and have these certain things in very different ways where they're still going at like at the same spot, I think, like level wise. One of them like went over here, like Mox, where he's like, I wrote out my contract, I said fuck you to them, and I went and did my own thing, and I proved everybody that I am this good. I mm-hmm. proved that I am great. Where Punk's like, I fucking went home, which he get, he should have, like he was fucking thrown out, to take yeah, everything yes, back. yes, hundred percent justified and all that. Um, and then he was like, everything else was like a big fuck you, fuck you, fuck you to WWE, Vince, Triple H, everything. So he gets back here and he does the same thing. It's always a big fuck you. Mm-hmm. Whereas yeah. like for Mox, it's like, I'm doing this. I'm the fucking best and I'm proving it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It seems like Mox has this kind of future sight of what this company could mean to wrestlers that previously, and granted, like I say, WWE is different than when Mox came to AEW, but like what this company could mean to people who don't typically have that same chance that fall into that same category of wrestlers that you see on WWE. Uh, and so, yeah, like he made a good point about it. Um, and then he, cause he's also a part of this tournament. So, yeah. So the tournament is, uh, it's hangman Jericho D Bry. Um, Sammy Mox. Darby. And Mox. Oh yeah. Sammy Darby. Is that it? Is it just six? Yeah, so what it was was that uh, we had, and we saw it on Wednesday, um, Paige versus uh, Danielson. Winner of that goes and faces, oh yeah, winner of that goes and faces Chris Jericho. uh, Mm -hmm. And the winner of that one was Brian Danielson. It was a phenomenal match. So we'll get another rematch between uh, Danielson and Jericho, which I think will be great. Probably the Uh, finale. And then, well, you know, I think think what's going to happen, because we have, now we have Darby versus Sammy, which I think might have happened last night. Um, Sammy won. Brian so won. Sammy versus Sammy uh, beat Darby. Sammy beat Darby. Yeah. And then, so it's gonna Damn. be Sammy, that's weird. Sammy versus Mox, and then the winner of Danielson and, and Jericho, and the winner of uh, Guevara and Mox will face each other. So Brian, dude, Danielson versus Mox for the title out yep. of just love for wrestling. I, that's gonna be a good. I match. think right now is a perfect time to put the title on Brian. Yeah, I would love it. I would love yep. it. You need stability, and like he's a very stable champion. It's not going to be. Like, and he doesn't get injured after every match. Yeah. It's just that. And like, I think he just Mox has right dumb now, friends who fucking sing his song. Just putting it on Mox right now would be like, even though I, I at the end of the day, I, I still don't think he necessarily should have lost it because he was just killing it as like his mm-hmm. champion. I don't think put, like, putting it on him again right now is it's just like, sorry, like we think Punk's better, but we're just going to give it back to him. Yeah, like, yeah, of course, correct. Start a new story, um, especially like the like BCC against each other. I'd be that, that's super cool. And you I mean, know what I would love to see? You know what I would love to see? The end of the match. <laughs> yeah, right. handshake. They're buds. They're buds. 
because it's they like, have the yo, same ethos. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the same thing I that Fox was talking about early in the episode. Brian I don't want to feud. I don't want to feud with them. Ooh. I just want to like they're wrestling for the love of for the love for the love of the game. Well, they're like, they're they're a program that you know brought together the Blackpool Combat Club was really compelling and good. So they, they, they have the chemistry in the yeah. matches. So I think it'll be a good one. I think I think I think it needs to be Brian. It's a great person to have as a champion. I felt like the episode of Dynamite was very good way to be like oh this happened they addressed it but then it's like we're gonna put on some, oh, it's a good show and but they the reset that, reset the one thing, though it's like you gave on this show that you had to put together out of nowhere you gave your interim women's champion five minute match and that was it no promo it wasn't no, even good no it wasn't it was no promo there was no i'm i know i'm interim but i'm gonna keep this forever it's just like, bro, you had to put a match together on the fly, and you and and even then you couldn't put more women shit on your fucking episode, it, even especially your new champion. Like, come on, dude. Against somebody who, like, has just shown up, she had already lost, and now she just loses again. Who who was it against? Penelope Ford. Yeah. Oh, Ford, okay. I think it has some pretty fun moves, to be honest. But yeah, like trying to sell that DDT that the the announcers thought was a suplex that she did, and then she gets pinned. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing saving out there looking like an asshole, but one thing that I think is funny apparently Taz on commentary will always say in legitimate sports. That was one thing I thought was really disappointing. I was like, this could have been an op- opportunity to give a lot more shine to some of the talent that you don't ever put shine on, uh, but he really didn't seem to do that. And, um, like, especially because like it's supposed to be like world like former champions or whatever that are in the where's Miro on this shit? He's uh-huh. been a great guy yeah. for him. Even yeah, just dude, losing the finals, like he feels like legitimate. Like like oh, let's give him a bone, but nah. Yeah, and he's not bone. in a program with Malachi anymore. So like he's gone. Yeah, like that's weird. Um, the tree. Okay, the tree I, match is I great. need to. I I need to leave. Okay. Hard out today, but so. No problem. Bye, Goodbye. Is there any Bye. parting words you have that we have not addressed? Uh, no, not really. Okay, then fuck to off. To be honest, yeah. All right, yeah, all right. Love yeah, you, Zach. Bye. Bye. So, um, the the trios title situation. I think it's perfect. Death Triangle should have should have. I mean, my thought was it should have been Death Triangle or House of Black in the beginning. Anyway. Yeah. And I like how they really kicked off. Uh, so there was like the promos with MJF and uh, Mox at the beginning. And then the first combat of the night was Death Triangle versus the best friends and Orange Cassidy for the and trios and titles. I'm I'm a best friend's head. They're my guys. But it's like, you know, having them beat Death Triangle would be stupid. Uh, yeah. So I, I would love for them to get a run with those titles eventually. But like. They're also not title guys, and it sucks, but it's like... They should get them. They, they should, and, and, like, I love Best Friends. I mean, I owned a trench shirt before he actually had legitimate merch. Um, <laughs> it's like, they're the best, and I feel like, if, like, you're gonna, like, you could have done, like, if there was a time to do it where it's gonna at least make a little bit of sense... It'd be now. Just, it'd just be then, just, like, a surprise, like, cool, like, feel-good thing. Yeah, because, yeah. Like, OC, like, is... I don't know. It's just some weird stuff. Also, right? Is he? He's a former champion, right? No. Oh, he was just in the main event scene for a while. Orange Cassidy with Jericho. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree though. I I kind of hope because with Death Triangle, 
I and you know, I did not even realize that that Mid Atlantic Championship was an AEW title. I thought it was from <laughs> a different promotion. I was like, you don't do anything with that. And then yeah. it's like, I was like, I hope the trios isn't the same thing where you don't do anything with that. Well, it's AEW and it's not on the Bucks, so it'd be cool. I, yeah, I hope maybe give give you know give fucking Trent Moretta the North Atlantic title. Yo, okay. All right, it'll be Orange Cassidy, but fuck, that'd be right. so much more sick if it was Trent. Dude, Trent's just been putting in that work, even though they've been given not much. Where you can see, like, and I love Chuck Taylor. It kind of seems like he's embracing the vacation life. Well, Chuck's Chuck's a, Chuck's great at what he does, but Trent's like Trent's good. Trent's like legitimately good. Trent's just like I. I feel like he transformed himself when he went on his little break, and he hasn't really gotten a chance to prove it. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. did with Rocky um he did with rocky yeah but uh yeah i'd say get that north atlantic championship off a of pack and make something out of that so we can at least get i don't know get us something it's, the all, that title. it's the all atlantic title whatever it is yeah i mean just defends it like in independent promotions yeah okay. and on the pre-show and it's just a heavy thing he has to fucking take to the airport pretty much okay more chores yeah but i i agree i do think death triangle is the more legitimate team to put it on even though i wouldn't mind having a little levity give us some fun characters with their titles especially especially right now like that's like like fun to be there (laughs) it's like almost like it's like like let's do that and then i know the people will call us pussies or whatever because it's like we want the the happy fun all friends wrestling stuff it's like no i don't give a fuck about that i just like the best friends and i think this stuff could just be a nice break in the show or something it's okay to have levity in your show Sometimes you you know you want a little bit of a and, sprinkle of something else. And remember that match with Santana Ortiz? Yeah, it was great. That street it was cool. Was incredible. So if that's why you get the popcorn tins that have the buttered popcorn, the cheese, and the caramel. And the caramel. Sometimes you want to dip into that caramel a little bit, you know. Want that sometimes, sometimes you want the cheese too. Sometimes it's you grab the, the cheese. It's and the, the worst caramel. one, but sometimes you want the cheese. Sometimes yeah, you get the so cheese and the caramel. It's it a divide around and you fucking wild that's what I say. I say let chaos reign. Yeah. I think sometimes they need to do that. Um, I think that kind of everything that happened kind of is a bigger, kind of just tells a bigger story as far as what AEW needs to do as a company, and they're gonna have shit like this. I'm mm-hmm. saying like they're done after this is really funny to me because it's not true. No. Yeah. Um, it, it will open the door for more people to maybe want to leave, especially with Hunter and WWE now running yeah. the show. Um, and then it also just shows maybe like. We were, we were never going to get the all friends wrestling we did before like pandemic time and even during it where it's like everybody just loves each other we're a big happy family because now you are getting more stars and money involved and mm-hmm. egos are going to be going to be doing it because now there isn't a there's not necessarily like a big common goal and Marty and Sarah kind of touched on it but I think it's like um, NXT black and gold Everybody seemed to, for the most part, love it there because, like, they Triple H instilled on them this this thing. It's like, hey, we're the underdog. We're the third brand. We're going to go out and do our thing. We're punk rock. We're we're a DIY movement. Mm -hmm. Everybody just seemed to fucking buy in. Yep. And it, like, everybody was just like, because everybody would talk about, like, in interviews, it's like, even, like, after they had left, how it's like all they want to do was make NXT the best place that they could, and they yep. would go out there not to top the like the person, but like 
that's going after them or the people that went before them, but they just wanted to be the best that they could for mm -hmm. NXT. Mm -hmm. AEW had that. I think that's being lost in the everything, and it was going to be because it fucking happens. Yeah. yeah. What what I find interesting is that they had to write a panic show and it was really good. Like mm -hmm. I didn't watch all of it. I watched the beginning, but like one of the best shows they've had in a while. Yeah. Uh, and like AEW WWE does that too. Like their panic shows are like, oh fuck, this was good. It's because was. you stop overthinking it. Mm -hmm. and yeah. It's like we're just gonna Fuck, okay, we'll just do this, 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 this. It has to go on now because we don't got the fucking time to yeah. think about it. And they have the performers that can pull it off. Like yeah. MJF, Moxley, Death Triangle, Best Friends. Like Bro, Daniel Garcia and Wheeler yeah. Yuta, what a main event. And I was so at first like, because there a lot of things. Well, so two people were talking about, uh, well, two people, what the fuck did I say? A, a few people were talking about how. Uh, just two. No, well, there's two people that people really keeping their eye on. It's like, what's MJF going to say? What's Max Caster going to say? And then they, they played it off where Max Caster got his fucking mic cut right away from like... He a, got interrupted by Swerve, interrupted. right? Yeah, that's, exactly. That's kind of cool. That's a good yeah. idea because everyone's expecting it. But and also, it's not like... Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, I think you're completely right. But also, two segments later, you have West Side Gun fucking rapping... Uh, uh, Daniel Garcia out to the ring. So it's like, yeah, kind of also makes sense that you don't want to step on the actual rapper with fucking Max Caster's hot takes. <laughs> well, that, and it's like, they know people are wanting it. And so it's, but they probably legally can't say anything. So let's tease it. And then get some, some heat on swerve. It was a good move. I liked it. Um, no, it you was a good, you didn't like that good, main event though. Um, I thought the main event was harbored by the, the, um, Pure rule stuff. Oh, that stuff is especially, weird, dude. Well, especially with, like when they're just they're kind of like lightly slapping each other. It's like Wheeler Yuta has been reprimanded for using a closed hand. He has two more. Where it's like what? pure rule stuff. I never like was the most into anyways back in Ring of Honor. Okay, oh, they so, had gotten okay. rid of it for a long time. Then they brought it back. Um, I do think that's silly too. Where it's like he has two rope breaks left. It's like <laughs> stuff like that. It's fine. It's funny that Matt Seidel had to be a judge because everybody else was suspended. Uh, <laughs> It'd be fun in a video game, yeah. To have so. a bunch of rules that, like, oh shit, I can't do this again. Yeah, well, that'd I mean, be fun. Eh. Fight forever looks like honestly. <laughs> Why I'm, do you want I, all I'm these rules it. in a video game? I'm gonna play it. Well, it's a uh, you know, but like, it's a stipulation like, you could choose. I like rules and I like structure. It's the least punk thing about me. <laughs> no, I, um, I mean they're both really good performers. They're both good wrestlers. I think. They get a lot of, of hype, like, they're going to be the next guys. I think they both need to develop some good characters and act like real charisma. Because, like, yeah, they're just kind of guys. Even Yuta has cooled off so much. Yeah, yeah guess I why? Because he's guess... he's not part of the best friends anymore. He's not hanging out with the fun guys. That's true. So he's not hanging out with the fun guys. He's, he... So he's nothing. He's yeah, boring. That's true. I, I mean, I haven't he's... been watching. I shouldn't say that, but, like, yeah, they. It's the same I've thing heard... people who are like, People like try to bet bad online, and they're like, "I stopped watching years ago." It's like, cool. Then why are you even talking about it? It's like yeah. you don't yeah. watch it, and you're just commenting to be a dick. Yeah, I think Willie and Daniel Garcia are good wrestlers, uh, based on osmosis. And think, what I've seen is great, but it's like, yeah, well, people Daniel think they're Garcia's good, so I think up, they're good. He's wrapped up in this storyline with Chris Jericho and and with uh, 
Danielson, so he's kind of used as a chip in a story, but and like the Ring of Honor pure title is not anything Tony Khan really gives a fuck about either. It's something to yeah. have. It's a shiny thing to 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 have to make so you can look. It's at a somebody. cool prop. Hey. Um, it, it's a cool prop for like a wrestler, but I think that um, I just want some more layers to their onions before I'll make the call. Like they're the next fucking top guy in the industry. Like, and the, I I was like that with Adam Page. I was like that's I was like that with Bianca Belair. Like mm. I want I want a little bit of I want a little bit more. If I don't see that right away, it's like give me some yeah. more. Give me just give me something I'm more. With then you. I'm, we'll, then I'll, we'll say maybe you can be the next whoever. You know, I'm yeah. worried about I'm worried about a little bit of bloating perchance. If uh like if if let's say Danielson gets the world championship, Blackpool Combat Club adds Daniel Garcia. It's like all of a sudden that faction has a lot of eyes on it, but it's like you kind of have a lot of talent in there. So how are you going to showcase? Unless you tag, unless you team up Garcia and Yuta, which I think could be a fantastic tag team. But I don't know. I like tag teams, but I also know that that also kind of stunts your growth as a singles competitor. Yeah. Um. Remember when Samoa Joe showed up at the pay-per-view? Oh, oh man, dude. Did he show up on Dynamite or Rampage? I don't think he was on. I'll check on. I didn't watch Rampage, but I'll see. I don't think he did. I was watching the old Boise State game. Oh. It's just why? What? Uh, I don't know. That was just a random thought I just had. Uh, looks like there's a uh, world. Is that uh, bad? So like that's cool. ROH World Television Title Match set for next week's AEW Rampage. It looks like with Samoa Joe and uh, Joey Samoa and Cesaro. No, Samoa he Joe defends against week. Josh Woods. Oh. So yeah, not great, but. You know what would have been funny? I mean, funny? Josh Woods might be great. I don't know who the fuck he is. But you know what would have been think... funny? If Cole Cabana came out on Wednesday? I would kind of like some sort of... No, I want... Love. I want some love he's... for Cole yeah. Cabana. I don't yeah. want... But so he's I'm... he's just... I, from from the subtleness bit... of... Yeah. The subtleness of Marty and Sarah, he just... He wants nothing to do with it. He's I been done with imagine. this since the case. Like... Well, so in the fact that it was on CM Punk's agenda to come out and fucking like try to embarrass him by talking about financials makes CM Punk look like the biggest fucking little shill ass bitch I've ever, dude. It's like so disappointing, yeah, to see CM Punk going out and doing shit like that, trying to like make someone sound like poor because they're sharing a, a bank account with their mom. It's like, bro, you don't know. I don't know the fucking situation. And like, he lives it's in a studio business. apartment in Chicago, Illinois, and. He's he's probably he's like a professional making, indie wrestler. You think he's making, making his... some money and helping his mom out? Exactly, dude. He's not sorry. He's not making Phil Brooks money, or or like it's just like if especially if he's just had that account for a long time. Yeah, when he was starting out wrestling, if she had to help him try to live his dream, I made it easy for her to be like. Here you go, honey. Put five hundred dollars in there so you can get to the next town. Because well, she's a teacher, right? I mean, like she's a, she has had a career. I, I mean, I remember listening to Art of Wrestling. He's talking about his mom quite a bit. Like she, it's not like and so it, yeah. it, it, it's just it's not the sick. It was just a low. It was a really it. weird low yeah. blow he was trying to go for that. I, it didn't. It wasn't like oh, poor fucking ass. Oh, he's poor. <laughs> like what the fuck? Way to be punk yeah. rock, brother. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. so punk. So I I want love for Cole Cabana. I would love for Cole to get a little push, but maybe in like a month or two when some of the the fire around this settles. I don't know. I just want to see him. I want to know he's okay because I feel like that was really shitty. <laughs> I mean, he'll be fine. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. 
He's staying. He's staying quiet. Yeah, it's probably yeah. which is probably smart. This, this he'll he'll be over. he'll be wrestling at the fest. So yeah, he's making his paychecks. Yeah, just 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 I say let it blow over, and I think I think this will blow over for AEW. It's right now just in the news cycle, and Fred's, Fred right now is doing good, like as far as like what they're trying to promote and who they are, and, and Sasha and Naomi are probably coming back soon, and it's gonna be just a good time. They did like two point two million yesterday, like. Damn, they're, didn't they're Sh- running hot. Didn't so, Sean, Sean get create uh, promoted to like uh, creative? He's a, he's a senior vice pr- president of talent, uh, like development creative. Yeah, and um, Triple H got a, a promotion. Is now the chief content officer. So he pretty much handles. He's now the the overseer of live events, d- uh, development, and creative, and talent yeah. relations. So like everybody answers essentially on the wrestling side of thing, answer to him, and then he answers to Nick Khan, because Nick mm-hmm. Khan's the CEO, him and Steph. But I think it'd probably be a um, conflict of interest if he would answer to Steph. Yeah, yeah, probably. But yeah, definitely fascinating. <laughs> maybe, maybe just a little. Who knows? <laughs> it's it is interesting to see like a well-oiled machine put some pieces together that really make some sense while the other one feels a little bit like it's imploding that like I saying the, the guy who kind of the guy in me who really likes the backstage you know fucking deets and whatnot is definitely like pretty interested uh in the the narratives going on around it but obviously there's more nuance to everything i do hope the, the yeah. folks over at aew the the performers you know i do hope it sounds like there were you know reports again who knows but it sounds like reports were that come wednesday when they were figuring out the show there was come tuesday come tuesday uh but there was like a morale was up people were like we want to put on a good show like it so almost kind of felt like forget the, about the shit let's let's go we're the ones it kind of feels like and it kind of almost feels like the dam broke right if this was been building and building it sounds like the fucking popped fine or the, the well top there's still popped. apparently more there's still more there's still apparently there's still apparently more because there's allegedly some shit going on on the women's side of the locker room <laughs> As far with as Thunder, with Thunder Rosa, Tony Storm making some comments, oh. Brett Baker and Jamie Hayter not being fans of Thunder Rosa. I mean, just stuff like that. Oh, gotcha. Well, I like Thunder Rosa, but I'm not, I don't have to work with her. So I don't know. But um, yeah, I, it seemed like morale was up. People were like, let's put on a good show. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm curious to see how it goes forward. I, I like this tournament they have going, but it'll be interesting. Yeah, oh yeah, it, it's just interesting to see, and I'm I'm glad like they were able to at least on the show like do something cool because then it's like all right, cool, like like let's just focus on these guys now, like mm-hmm. let's just fucking do that, which is a good a good thing. It's still Did... fucking wild seeing the. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. If you're gonna steal, them, oh no, keep going, keep going. I I'm I'm, oh, I'm, a... I'm I got a topic changer, so oh I, yeah, so was mine. <laughs> okay, uh. Did we talk about Malachi leaving on the last episode? So Malachi's got his release, his release, his fucking conditional release, but which probably means he can't go to the Fed uh, for a while. I think I think I read somewhere it was like six months or something that like he can't do anything. But I'm guessing there's a lot of mental health stuff. Apparently, it's all I don't. It's all been like loosely reported on. He's wrestling for Pomona. Uh, He's wrestling for Prestige in a couple weeks. I'll say we all don't necessarily know what's going on. Hope he's okay. Hope he's doing well. Um, yeah. I hope that for whatever reason that he requested his release on this, um, it, it contract him in the long contract run. tampering. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. I I think 
it's like you think about how long you know Tommy End has been a wrestler and stuff. Like, I, yeah. I bet there's so many things that happen where it's like when your passion is also your job, it could probably get to a point that's really will burn you out. And so it's yeah. like, good, good or bad when it's just you're running that hot yeah. all the time and just been wrestling. Maybe just he probably just mentally just wants a break and yeah, if it is the yeah. health stuff. It's like, dude, that's that's fine. Like if he's it's people were saying this like from the other side about uh like when Ali requested his release and there was like free Ali and then like the Fed heads are like, yo, free Malachi. That's like let's just fucking take a step back. We don't know the situation. Yep. Let's fucking let's just well, wait that, and hope that everybody just ends up cool at the end of it. Anybody, you know, while maybe it sounds like he's uh, filling out his dates, if anyone's got that independent wrestling TV, you can fucking watch him uh, wrestle for prestige <laughs> literally seven days from when we're recording this on Ooh. the 17th of September in Pomona, Ooh. California. Ooh. Against Kid uh, Bandit, who I don't know much about. Oh, sick. Okay. Uh, they saved a bunch of people's uh, uh, lives. <laughs> at this weird we did we didn't talk about that weird trans show that happened right that's a weird trans- way to say that but like a trans wrestling wrestling yeah oh yeah yeah okay i know what that is yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. um but yeah kid bandit uh basically gave got everyone's home and that's cool um yeah. two questions what happens to the house of black it's they have to disband or change their name, right? Yeah, they'll I mean, just pivot with it, I'm guessing. I mean, I mean, the House of Black is not necessarily, like, tied to fucking Malachi Black as far as, like, it could just still be a creepy evil faction, but I'm like, merge with Death Triangle or something. I don't know. I just, I don't know what they do. Like, they were already floundering. They were already not given cool stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah they were on just the pay-per-view have, against we just Sting. Buddy Matthews and, and Brody King now? Is there another person? And... There? Uh, who's who's the woman? Julia Hart. Yeah, Julia Hart. Okay, yeah. Um, I just I don't see like they were already being booked poorly, and without the the de facto leader, they're gonna be booked poorer. Yeah, we're yeah. gonna see him on AEW Dark Elevation. I hope not. It's just, but like, it's strange. I I just think there'll be times where we just don't see them. Yeah, and they'll show up for a couple weeks, and then we just don't see them. Yeah, but Brody should be champ. So I don't uh, know about yeah. champ, but he should be in the at least in the top mix for sure. Yeah, no, he's gonna be in the um, Geek Battle Royals for a couple of years. And I then love Geek Battle Royals. <laughs> um, one more, one more, and then we'll we'll wrap this shit up. Um, who do you think uh, Triple H would have contacted first if the contract tampering was real? Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, that would make sense. I feel, it, I don't know. I think I, the I contract could... tampering was probably literally because, like, it was probably literally this. When's your deal up? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. They were trying to make WWE look like a bad guy. Tony Khan's such a fucking little bitch. Well, oh, yeah. Uh, one of the funniest parts, though, he's like, I'm not going to take this fucking shit. And then it's like there's a, there's a legit fight going on behind him. His uh-huh. EVPs and his his top babyface champion. I thought that was like the irony in that was hilarious. Seriously, just like they're being they're being mean to me. Yeah. Like they we made a chose... comment on some other interview where he was like, "I thought they'd be more nice to me. I, you know, maybe we could work together and do some stuff, but that hasn't been the case." Like, he was like, just, like, sad that, they were, like, that Triple H wasn't like, Tony, brother. 
your Welcome first your first pay-per-view was Cody Rhodes taking a dig at Triple H. <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> I know also uh, um yesterday on SmackDown, speaking of taking digs, um Ronda Rousey last week fucking threw around Adam Pierce and like put him in an arm bar. Mm-hmm. And then they were, they talked about it yesterday. I'm gonna actually find the quote because it was kind of funny. Um because they were just they're being fucking petty. And it was really funny. Where is it? I was looking at it earlier. Oh, let's talk also about um, right now. Apparently, the Bucks sent some feelers out to yeah, um, I saw that. WWE, which is. Oh, I didn't see that. Well, t- to yeah. like talent on WWE basically being like, hey, how are things? How are things over there? Kind of. Like but, but, but. WWE's are a little double. Le- they're a little leakers. They're just trying to stir up drama for their internet fans. They're okay, good so at that. They're sure really the, good at that. Yeah, it's like you know, of course, uh-huh. everyone's got each other's numbers from the indies. Uh-huh. And Is that Bryson over there now? Um, no, uh-huh. no, 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 no. I just, I, I'm not saying anything about Punk. No, I'm, I'm calling you Punk. Why? Because you just said that. Why is that a punk exactly take? What, because punk said that. Oh, okay. But they, but, they that's they a, weren't. but that is a fact. fact. They, they are good at teasing. They are. I'm but not saying they're weren't. leaking. I'm saying they're good at. You legitimately just said they, that is they, what I said. <laughs> but, but what, what they are good at, I guess it would have been different if they said it. They're really good at like teasing people, changing their bio every day. They're good at that shit. And they didn't say anything, and right now it'd be a really weird time to do that. It would. Um, it's more so like somebody just said they they just sent some feelers out to one of like some people over there, some talent. Like, hey, what's up? How are things over there? Would they be interested possibly when our contracts come up to to talk? Who are their connections there? Gargano, the Young Bucks. Yeah. Who's the Young Bucks connections? Yeah. Kevin. Oh yeah. T- <laughs> oh sure. Okay. 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 All right. I, I, All I right. honestly didn't think about that either. <laughs> I forget that they were connected because it was what fifteen years ago. No. And 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 still ten yeah, Mount, Mount Rushmore still strong. But I uh, yeah. That's why I, everybody was like saying that Kevin wasn't going to go over them and his contract was up because of his connection with them and they literally it's the. If they aren't doing this, they are fucking stupid. Yeah, they gotta find where they can get money and also like we saying, hey, Trips is gonna offer us one point five mil. What do you got, Tony? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Like we you booked the shows around us. What you gonna do now, fucker? We'll yeah. we'll take we'll take the hit and go there. This was the dig that they took yesterday. Michael Cole said this. I've been told, ladies and gentlemen, that Ronda Rousey has been disciplined internally and the results will not be made public. Sources have told me this. And Adam, WB official Adam Pierce has gotten carried away. He's aired the dirty laundry publicly. Hence the reason this investigation was taken behind the scenes with, with Ronda. <laughs> wow. That's, you know, that's, that's pretty, that's that's pretty I like that. It's petty, I like but it's it. also, it's not it's as in pe- your face as AEW. It's petty, though. but it's subtle. Yeah. They're smarter you, over there. If you don't know what's going on, then you're just like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah. You're just like trying to like complete the storyline. Cool. Um, if you do know, you're like, oh my god, they did that. It's instead of saying, hey, we used to be in WWE, but they suck. Yeah. Um, 
which is some usually what you get. Like when they do like the fucking like when Punk said like you're like the second best Kingston and the third best Eddie. I love that shit because it makes you think it's not super in your face, but if you know, you know. Yeah. yeah. Not like WWE's bad. Eat a butthole. That is a good line. I do. I do think it's it's just funny. That's what I like. I like I, I like pettiness, but I like when it's not obvious like that. That's you know? true. I, like, I like pettiness. But I guess I like, like pettiness from the side I like more. Well, that's the thing. Well, it's like, and I do, as long as, and I think we're all on the same page. I love pettiness as long as it's not the expense of the other people like hating their jobs. Where it's like, for me, it's like CM Punk creating a uh, an environment backstage. Well, granted, it takes multiple people to tango, but being a part, a big part of of a toxic kind of backstage environment, I. I to me, it feels like, oh, okay, I bet it feels nice to not have him brooding around backstage or fucking having the boss completely doting over CM Punk every week. Uh, maybe get a little bit more fucking... Can I have one of those drinks? Can I, can I have one? Yo, I think they'll spin... I think, I think CM Punk broke edge. They'll spin just release with something. <laughs> I don't know, man. Did they also pitch his fucking mic down or did he just get hit in the throat a couple times? No, that, that audio is fucked. Yeah, Tony Khan sounded weird, too. Are you friends with Scott Colton? <laughs> what did I do, Dave? What did I do? You tell me, Paul. Oh, yeah, also, mad? Alvarez, you mad at me? Listen to what Brian Alvarez's little rant was great too. Alvarez is a great ranter. Yeah, and just like you know what, I should have said yes. <laughs> you know so, what, everybody, I should have said yes. I think at the end of the day, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. <laughs> Do you think if they, if Tony decided, and obviously all speculation, who mm-hmm. fucking knows, but if Tony decided the money is with staying with his investment with CM Punk, do you think there's amends to be made, or do you think it's like us or him kind of a deal? There are, there are not amends on his side. He won't let it happen. No, I can't imagine Punk earnestly, genuinely being like, uh, I'm so sorry, I, I, I messed up, I fucked up. I, I was too, no, like, no, I don't see that. It, it would be this. It'd be, I apologize. I was mad because you guys did this to me. You make so me I'm do sorry, this. Sorry, I was angry. You, I sunk down to your level and I apologize. Yeah, but like I guess it, not as far as like even apologies, but like it would have to come if Tony decides to keep CM Punk. Tony's gonna have to make the amends to the fucking Bucks and to Kenny. And honestly. This dude gets injured after every fucking match. So, like, say, when are you going to call it, buddy? Just go write your fucking comic, star in your shitty movies that aren't good, and just get away. You hate this business. So go. So leave. He loves the business. Yeah, but he well, can't he doesn't over... act like it. Exactly, because he can't get over his own personal quarrels to see his bigger... I think he's... I think he... In my head... He sees I think... something different, and he wants... He wants it to be a certain thing and thinks it needs to be a certain way. Yeah. That's why it comes out like that. It feels like control. He's trying to control something he really can't control. Well, then there, if he wants to control something, there's a company for him called Control Your Narrative, Get in contact. Get in contact with Ethan. Also, who's even in that now that Bronze got? Do they even got anyone to draw? (laughs) Fucking fucking Ryback and EC3. He, um... I I I don't think Braun Strowman's great in the ring. No, don't care for. Him. Uh people love him. Of course, he is so lean. That's Holy good. Shit. Did he, he show up on SmackDown? Lean. Yeah, yeah. 
Give me the quick hits from SmackDown. Well, uh, he showed they, up last it, week. Yeah, he showed up on Raw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, okay. And, but, but he um, said, I'll and, see you on SmackDown, and, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, then he's on SmackDown, too. He just powerbombed Otis, which is very impressive. Um, wow. Damn. Then Imperium has their um, Tron back, and they have Vinci back. It's essentially just Imperium with different names. Okay. And then they're, they're called Imperium. Um... Did they fight? They, have, did they fight Sheamus's boys. Yep, and it was a great Jeez. match. And, Hell yeah! Um, I love the some of the subtleties they're playing with. Like when Sheamus first got tagged in, and it was in a fight, Gunta. Um, he looked like he was doubting himself a little bit. Nice. And okay. like little stuff like that. It's like, do, do I still have it? Like, and the Imperium went over clean, so it's like he he lost. Now his group's lost. Like. And they've kind of turned the Brawling Roots baby face from this, which Sick. is a cool group. It's like these just badass ass kickers. And Pete Dunn or Butch, um, he's wearing gear again. Oh, sick. Okay. Dude, Maximum Male Model seems like something right out of 2005. Uh, don't you dare disparage Maximum Male Models. I, it's I, sick. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. This so is, don't top. I don't this know. Is, what is it? Marseille? Marseille? It's Marseille and Mansois. Mar- this is Marseille's best work. And I shout out to him. Shout out to him for getting to his place where people are like, all right, we like you now. We like you now. Yeah, Mansois. also like like he's like I love that they both are just selling out with it. Um it's it's a fun gimmick that's not gonna get like very far in the card, but like again, it's that little bit of levity. It's like we had the big mean hitty boys earlier let's have the fun match also it is wild that him and t-bar weren't released in any of those rounds do they got plans for vince likes a tall drink of water dude do they got plans for dijon i think um eventually they're going to be repackaging him and ali there and like a few other guys are going to probably repackage because like seeing dijon against like cross or something that'd be cool Oh yeah, there, there's a lot in there, and I think that's why we're not seeing some of these guys uh, on Raw right now. They're chilling out, to... chilling out. Yeah, you're, you're like, yeah, they're on main event, but who fucking watches that? That's just to make sure they can still work in front of a crowd. They're still getting their reps in. And then they're gonna come back with something else, and that's I'm excited cool. for that. Um, and yeah, it's, it's a, it'll be a good time. And I don't know, SmackDown, SmackDown, like, well, like, it wasn't super newsworthy. It's a solid B show. It's like. Yeah, as far like uh, like the grade is a B, which is great. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's all you want. Sometimes is you're not going to get A pluses every time. After after yeah. all this, well, let's just you know, just give me something. It was easy to watch. Yeah, yeah. Same with, like, a nice wrestling show. Give me some Jello. Right now, yeah, sometimes like Raw right now, it's like you're at the buffet, and like for Raw, and you're already kind of full because it's three hours long, but you still get that soft serve, and you're like, no, this is nice. Mm-hmm. So. And it's been a good show. It's, it's you know it's still three hours, but it's been an easy watch. Some of it sometimes goes by kind of quick. And then yeah. I'm gonna give props where it is due. That the influx of UK talent, XT 2.0 now feels like this is where it needed to be the whole time. Mm, okay. Like you have sick guys who can work like Tyler Bate, and he's there with Braun Breaker. And I want that tag team now. I oh. want that. Tag team. Wow. I, okay. I like this. It was. It was. It's like it reminded me almost of like the big bulldog and the little bulldog. <laughs> oh, like well, honestly, energy. my favorite. When I yeah, dream, when I think of my dream dog, it's that bulldog, the little one yeah, or the big one. 
both. It nice. turns into the big one. Oh, right. And they did some fucking diner spots. And I'm like, yo, just move this act up. Because, like, it'll get, like, Brondo's reps, but without putting him as the 100% forefront. Do something like that with him. Like, yeah, put the title. We can't, we put can't the title Braun on Von Wagner. Oh, we, can't, we can't have that. We can't have <laughs> Braun Breaker and Braun Strowman on the same fucking Dude, echelon. Braun, Braun v. Braun. Also, the ultimate um, Braun Damon, supremacy. Damon Kemp is going to be a bigger star than his brother. Who's that? His, his brother's brother. Gable. Abel Stevenson. Oh, yeah, dude. I've heard about that. He sounds sick. I mean, and I watched him at Words Collide. That's sick. Oh, yeah, what's happening with Roddy? Is Roddy okay? He's injured. Wink. I think he's actually injured, but like they wrote oh, him off. Okay. And I think he's going to end up being probably back and better than ever. Because um, Bobby Fish was even talking about um, some shit about like, he's like, oh, he's all, he'd listen to offers. He'd be down for this, whatever. But, um, he was talking about, he's like, yeah, just hearing that things are a lot better again, like they were under Hunter from people who have left and gone back, or my friends who stayed there, and it was really weird and shitty for a while. I'm like, oh, he's talking about Roddy. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but Roddy kind of had the best deal of it all. He was in a cool faction. He still yeah. wanted to leave. Of course. Him, but I don't think all he his does friends anymore. left. Yeah. That and it's like it was he was never gonna do anything with Vince there and with like Hunter not there. Like he was there to help other people. And I feel I think he and rightfully so believes he sells more tread on those tires. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah. And so mm-hmm. somebody could fucking outwork him, then he's not wrong. Also, uh Nathan Frazier and, and Axiom and stuff. Um that's somebody who works faster than Roddy is Nathan Frazier. And the other one is Mad Cat Moss. Okay, wow. so you're saying keep your eyes on Mad Cat Moss, hundred percent. All right, love that. Wow, fucking love that. Pretty good in the ring, some... eh? So what? He's getting, he's getting there, and it's. Wild. I can't wait for Eastside to turn on Vog Wagner and Baron Corbin. Well, you've kind of turned on Corbin a little bit, but Corbin in ring, but Corbin puts in the work. He's I the Miz. He's the Miz. Oh, yeah, wow, you like what? Corbin's friendship with MJF on Twitter. Oh, that's cute. I like that. They, I like they're that. always just like talking shit, like not to each other, but other people. And just being, I love you. I missed you, man. Stuff like that. <laughs> Did they ever <laughs> work together? Okay. No. That's cute. No, it's, just, it's just because like, they're like the two like heels that like are trying to always be heels. Yeah. Not trying to yeah. be the cool, liked of like i'm a bad guy and here's my leather jacket and glass. they're not badass heels they're just fucking shitheads mm-hmm. yeah it's cool yeah um yeah i think that's a good place to end it yeah with wrestling man how intriguing is wrestling these days good god it's sick yo I, this I, week... I was gonna, I was gonna yo. just say like what's wild with everything that just happened is like like i was talking about like the discourse and just like reading some of these people like like, and how, like, they're reacting to everything. Like, the you got, like, the everything's a work, brother. And it's like, yo, this is, like, obviously not. Like, come on. Don't be fucking dumb. Right. Um, and, the, and then just the people who are, like, trying to be cooler than everybody else. I'm just so over that shit with wrestling right. fandom. That's totally, why I don't yeah. post too much, like, all the WrestleBoys stuff anymore. Because yeah. some of it is just, like, god damn it. And then I end up just, like, fucking getting mad. And yeah. See, I didn't see a ton of it. I was in the... There was so much news this week. Fucking... The don't worry, darling shit. The wrestling oh, yeah. shit. Dead ass the queen. queen. The queen, Diane. I was confusing all of it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, so wait. 
So wait, Harry Styles, Spit on CM Punk, Ace Steel, Bit Chris Pine, Florence Pugh, fucking Hurricane Rana, the Young Bucks. What Charlotte, happened? Charlotte Flair died at 96? <laughs> what? The queen. The queen of WWE. Truly. Or Queen Selena. Yeah, what? Yes. It was Queen Selena? Selena. No, it's fucking, it's fucking Charlotte. Um... <laughs> Here's I miss her. She'll come back soon. That's she has a perfect career because like you get sick of her and then she leaves for a she while and then she on comes fucking back. Month long vacations. I fucking love that. No, too. like fucking six month long vacations. Yeah, yeah like months. It's good. Yeah, multiple. She's months smart. Long. More wrestlers should do that. It'd be yeah. sick. Yeah. Um. Okay. Before we leave, I want I have something I want to talk about. Um. These real, 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 real cool, cool cats in uh, Boise here. Are starting starting a venue, a nonprofit, all ages venue. Uh, go to Underdogs Boise on Instagram and click that GoFundMe link. Send them some money if you care about. I mean, we clearly started this music talking about underground music. Granted, shitty underground music, but we massive to all of us growing up and having yeah. an all ages space is in, like that. Uh, you can't put a fucking value on giving a safe <laughs> space for like young people to go get that energy out. And we had the all ages space. Like we, we had, we had a place bands loved to come to because they got a home cooked meal. Um, there's always a, a stoked crowd. It might not have been that big, but they were stoked. And it wasn't, you didn't have to play the knitting factory. You could play to a 200 cap and it, it was really nice. felt like you were somewhere special when you're 16 or 17, you're kind of spreading your wings outside for your family. It's like, it's dirty enough that feels like scary, but it's also like it's a family run fucking thing. It's like and also as like a, a kid that was able to both play there and just go enjoy it was really important. Yep. Yeah. For, so for on that end of things, too, and being able to have a space like that um, and people who give a fuck about it yep. beyond like certain things is super like, big. It's important. It shaped who I am. Shaped yep. my fucking twenties and thirties. So it helps people find I mean, friends that actually, you know, y- you fit together. Yeah, that's how he say and I legitimately exactly. met. I met most of my friends I'm still close with at going to shows and, yeah. and can, you know, you're like it, it's a great it's needed for a, a small community especially. And like I I haven't really been able to talk about it, uh, or tell them this. I never thought that as someone who doesn't make very much money, I never thought it was a possibility. This was my dream if I ever had an influx of money um, was to start something like this. This has been my dream for since the venue was gone. Um, it's something that I've been, I guess I haven't worked towards it at all, but I've been pretty passionate about it in my own head. Uh, but like these guys are actually doing shit, so fuck me and they're cool. Absolutely, um, not. no, it, it is cool <laughs> to see that for years. <laughs> yeah, it's like, exactly. It's putting something that everyone's thought about into action, and yeah, it's underdogsboise.com. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, go to the go to the GoFundMe. Uh, uh, fucking Haley rocks. Fucking Josh rocks. Fucking Alex rocks. Fucking Jason rocks. They all rock. So shout out to them. Um. I don't know who uh, who we should maybe if we could post the link or put the link in uh, the show notes or something. Oh, if that's a possibility. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, um, make, yeah, we'll see. Uh, yeah. Make it easy. If you care about this shit, even if you hate us now, Bryson. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't live uh, in Boise. 
You yeah. Know? It's if you like, don't care about it, whatever. <laughs> but if this is something that was important to you at some point, and if you do live here, like, you know, hit that donate. Give them a give give them a few. Give them a few bucks. Totally. Yeah. I just wanted to say that. Um, Underground's Boise on Instagram, probably the same underdogs. on Twitter. Underdogs. 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 From day one, stepped on by everyone. Shout out, Cestas. Um, yeah, that's the show. We're one with the underdogs. Hell yeah, we are. Um, I'm pretty sure you... I still think about the name. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you all for listening. Uh, Bret Hart is the greatest wrestler of all time. Um, and Russell Boys 316 says, Kenny saved a dog. That's hilarious. <laughs>